Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Mom Biz Solution Show with mom entrepreneur extraordinaire, Lara Galloway. For over 10 years, Lara has been coaching moms as they walk through and try to figure out life as they run a business, run their families, and try and keep their sanity. So tune in, and don't forget to visit mombizcoach.com for past podcast episodes, blog posts, and details on how you can work with Lara to build a home, business, and life you love. Hello and welcome to the Mom Biz Solutions Show. I'm your host, Lara Galloway. Hope you guys are having a fabulous week in business and in life. I am excited to talk to you today, as I'm always excited to talk to you. You know that. Um, <laughs> I'm excited to talk to you today about something that's kind of an interesting concept I've been discussing with a couple of my clients lately. And this is the concept of dynamic pricing, or some call it uh, surge pricing, um, surge pricing is one kind of dynamic pricing. And I want to give a hat tip to um, a podcast I was listening to recently called Ready, Aim, Empire, another female entrepreneur podcaster out there who's doing a nice job and is making some good comments on this. And I was listening to her talk about how Uber uses surge pricing and how it's something that other business owners, other entrepreneurs could use it in their pricing. And so to set off a conversation I was having with one of my clients about whether or not this is ethical or reasonable or a good practice that we should do as business owners. So let me back up a little bit and unpack this conversation because I certainly want to make sure that we're all on board with what we're actually talking about here. So just in you know general, let's talk about the definition of dynamic pricing, okay? And the idea of it, you know, the word dynamic means to change. And, you know, this is something that I I know that a lot of us as business owners struggle with, just change in and of itself. It's funny how often when I first start coaching a client and we review, you know, their, their business and their pricing and their services and the value of the things that they sell, and their products. And, you know, one of the things that I'm kind of known for a lot is telling people <laughs> they need to raise their prices, Right. And that's a whole separate conversation. But let's just talk about that. And when I, when I say, okay, we need to raise prices here, well, the, just the whole thought of changing a price can feel really confronting and conflicting. I mean, who doesn't want more money, right? All of us, sure, would like to make more money for whatever it is we provide in our business. But the change piece can feel a little bit scary. It feels like maybe if we work so hard to set the price of this product or the service that we sell, like maybe that's enough. And I don't want to have to think about it anymore because pricing is a challenging issue. So pricing is challenging for entrepreneurs to figure out sometimes. And then changing that pricing. When are we allowed to change the price? When should the price go up? When should the price go down? And I have clients I've worked with that I found out they've never changed the price of something they've offered in the entire time they've been doing it, even if they make a lot more of the thing or if they make a lot less of the thing or if the thing becomes exceedingly high in demand or if the thing becomes exceedingly rare or if the thing becomes nearly obsolete because you know they're, it, it's not even in demand anymore 
or if the thing is just not selling at all and, you know, it's just sitting there on the shelf or the service is not getting used, they never, ever, ever change the price. So I want to really focus on that for you guys for this episode today. The fact that change is good. <laughs> you may have heard this before. Um, it applies in pricing as and pricing as in your business, okay? It is it's something we resist a little bit, and I know talking numbers is scary for a lot of people. Get it? But this is something we should consider, and I want to talk to you about why. Because basically, if you have a set it and forget it approach to the pricing of the items, the products and services in your business, you might be doing it wrong. Okay, and let's talk about why. <clears throat> okay, so we know that there is often the resistance to change and that pricing can be hard, but let's talk about why so many of us just set a price and forget it. That's part of the reason, just because it's about numbers and we just kind of want to decide on something and be done with it. So let's say you are selling some, you know, let's say you have a promotional products company like one of my clients. And you decide that these, you know, quarter zip hoodies, they are going to be, you know, $20 and that's, that's the price. You're happy that you can offer a good value, blah, blah, blah. You set that price and for the next 10 years, that's how much they cost. Well, you're not taking into consideration whether or not demands or, uh, for that product go up or whether your cost, your expenses, where are you sourcing that hoodie from? It could change over the years. Vendors come and go. And it could be that something that you were offering at the price point of $20, which was, you know, at some point, let's say a great profit margin for you. Maybe it's a 50% markup or 40% markup over your wholesale cost. That's awesome, right? But over the years, if your wholesale price goes up because of a change in vendors or a kind of uh, change in product or quality or whatever it is that changes these things, you may be losing money because you've got a much slimmer profit margin than you realize if you never adjust your price when your costs change. Okay, that's one example. If you've got a service, and like I said in this other podcast, they were talking about Uber and how Uber, you know, the car service, it, one of the things that it does is, for instance, on New Year's Eve, when there is a lot of partying and partaking of alcohol and such in the evening, people are very very reliant upon services like cabs and Uber and Lyft and whatever because they don't want to drink and drive, right? They want to go out and have a good time but not have to worry about getting home responsibly and safely. So with that, that surge in demand, Uber has raised its prices and said, you know, listen, on New Year's Eve, cars are going to cost more, but you can have peace of mind. If you're willing to pay the higher price, you can have peace of mind that you will get a car. It's just not going to be at the lower rate that we normally offer. So, yes, it's more expensive. We are open and honest about it being more expensive. You're not just paying for the car ride home. You're paying for the peace of mind that you can actually get a car when you want it. Because how many times have you come out of a restaurant or a bar, some big event at a, you know, an entertainment venue, a concert or something, and stood there with your phone circling, 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 trying to get an Uber, but there were none available because everybody else right next to you was also calling an Uber at the same time. So Uber created that, or they didn't create the idea, Uber introduced for its business surge pricing, which is a form of dynamic pricing, to say that, yes, we are going to do our best to meet your demand, but one of the ways we're going to do it is we're going to get rid of 
a lower price point that is going to make some people choose a different option. And those people that choose a different option, they free up some of these cars for those of you who are willing to pay a higher price. And at the end of the day, when it feels a little bit maybe strange to raise a price for some of us, I know a lot, again, I work with a lot of people that feel strange. It feels hard to do. What actually happens in that situation is that Uber is more giving more of a guarantee, more peace of mind, not a guarantee, but more peace of mind and managing the demand that they know is going to happen for their services and helping meet that demand. So the customers that are willing to pay more, they get more. They get peace of mind and a ride home, right, without being out there in the cold all night. Um, those who don't want to pay it, who are going, you know what, that's a ridiculous price point. I would never pay that. That's not worth it. I'll just find some other way to get home. You know, then they don't have to pay it, and they may be ticked off at Uber. In fact, I think in the study that it was saying that a lot of people were very upset. How could Uber do this? How could they do this increased surge in their pricing? But the point is that it actually met demand better, and it served the clients who use the service better. And that's something I want you to think about for your business too, that sometimes raising the price in order to make sure that, you know, as something becomes more scarce, let's say you only have a certain amount of seats available in a workshop. Let's say that you only have a certain amount of, of something you're selling. Um, as it becomes more rare, you can increase your pricing. And I've certainly done that in my coaching business over the years. When I have a, a full client load and I have a wait list, well, you know, if I, you know, if I want to, I can increase the prices on my coaching services because something's going crazy, everybody's drinking the same thing and <laughs> the same Kool-Aid and everybody's looking for coaching at the same time. Well, I can increase demand and raise that price and that's, you know, a service to me to help manage the demand and it's, you know, going to help me bring in more money while I'm dealing with all these clients. And also, if I have extra space available, if I have several clients completing at the same time and I have extra space that I need to fill, I may drop rates so that I can get some new people in the door. I may drop rates for a month or two and say, hey, come on and start out with me at this lower price. It's a great deal because I've got room in my schedule and I need to fill it, so I'm willing to do it at a discounted rate. So there can be really good reasons for upping and lowering the price. One of my friends, I think this is an interesting example, one of my friends, her son, her son, mind you, 15-year-old son, got into a business with her where they saw the demand for American Girl dolls. And, you know, American Girl dolls, they, if, if you know anything about them, which I didn't until I had a daughter, and then I learned a little, <laughs> um, they release a new American Girl doll of the year every year, I think. And they only make it available for a short amount of time. And then after a short amount of time, they no longer sell that doll. Well, they got really smart, this friend of mine and her 15-year-old Boy Scout son, and they would buy several of the new American Girl doll released each year. And they would just buy them and set them up in the attic. And then they would wait until a few months after sales had closed and there was no availability, you couldn't get it new anymore from American Girl, and they would turn around and sell it for a higher price than American Girl was selling it for because now it is a rare item. There is established demand for it, and they you know, were able to just hang on to it for a little bit and sell it. 
And, you know, so that kind of pricing, that kind of dynamic pricing, they, they would sell it uh, when they, you know, let's say they bought five dolls, and these are like hundred-something dollar dolls each. Let's say they bought five of them. Well, when they had five to sell, the price might be, um, you know, at a certain point. And then when they had only, you know, if they were selling really quickly and they only had two left, they might raise the price even higher because it's becoming more rare. Or conversely, let's say when they had when they bought five of the dolls, and for some reason they weren't selling very quickly, they might lower the price in order to get them out in the market and get them out of their attic, right? So you can change and adjust pricing in your business because it makes sense to do to, to do so. It makes sense not only for you, but it can also make really good sense for your customers. For instance, um, thinking again about how. Uber's surge pricing made available cars for people who wanted to go home on New Year's Eve. Well, that's similar to what some of my studio clients are talking about considering doing in their businesses, which is, um, let's say, the, the most popular workout class um, at one of the studios is at 6 a.m. And at 6 a.m., the class, you know, it can only hold so many, stu- so many students for each class, Okay. So let's say the maximum class amount of students in the class is 20 students. Well, this, this studio is very popular, very successful, and that 6 a.m. slot is absolutely the hottest demand. And there may be 20 students in class, but then there may be 10 or 15 people on the wait list to get into the class, okay? So the studio owner is considering raising the price of that class if you want a guaranteed spot versus, you know, or, or, you know, creating a different sort of price point so that the people that the 6 a.m. has to be the class they get to, they can reserve that spot. They know they can get it. There's no question they'll be in the class. And for some people, they'll be like, ah, no, I'm not paying more for this class. I'll just go to one of the later classes, okay? But that's, that exact kind of pricing model can help make things available in the business make rooms and slots available in the studio for that class for people who really have to be there at that time. It makes it work for them, and it allows other people to self-select and say, yeah, you know, this, this more expensive class, it's not necessary. I could go somewhere else. I could go later. You know, I could go to the, the 11 o'clock. I could work that in my schedule, no problem, okay? So that's what I've got for today. I want you to think about that and determine whether or not dynamic pricing might be a good idea for you too. Is it something that could help you? Is it something that could help your clients? Is it something that would make things possible in your business that aren't possible right now? All right. Until next time, I'm Laura Galloway, the Mom Biz Coach. Take care.